The headlight beams on Quint's rental car illuminated the two-lane highway in front of him. At this hour there was little traffic on it, and nearly all of it headed in the opposite direction. As he rounded a bend in the road, Quint noticed a cluster of lights in the near distance that looked to be a mixture of street lamps and partially lit buildings. According to the directions Jesse had given him, he was to pass through the small town of Lowry, Texas, before he reached the sea bar. Within minutes the city limit sign loomed along the shoulder, and Quint reduced the car's speed to match the posted number. The two-lane road cut straight through the centre of town. Block buildings, some with brick facades and others with modern awnings, marked the town's business district. Most of the buildings stood empty, a few of them with optimistic for-lease signs displayed in their dusty storefront windows. In all, there weren't more than a half-dozen vehicles parked along the street, and a majority of those were in front of a well-lit building on the corner. A large sign above its long windows aptly identified the place as the Corner Café. In big bold letters painted on the glass, it advertised home-cooked meals. Knowing that it was unlikely there would be anything edible at the ranch, Quint decided to grab something to eat now and save himself a trip back to town. He found an empty parking slot in front of an adjacent building and pulled into it. There were only five other customers in the restaurant when Quint walked in. Out of habit born of his previous training, he let his glance touch each of them, automatically committing their faces to memory. An elderly couple sat in a side booth, sharing a sandwich, while a rear table was occupied by three men, dressed in cowboy hats, pearl-snapped shirts, and faded jeans. Two of them were hunched over their coffee, both noting his arrival with idle glances, while the third was busy making short work of a cream pie. All the stools along the short counter were empty, except for the one on the far end. A girl in a waitress apron was perched on it, an opened textbook on the counter in front of her, along with a spiral notebook. Quint opted for one of the tables closer to the front of the café, pulling out a chair that gave him a view of both the door and his fellow customers. As Quint took his seat, the waitress threw him a distracted glance, reluctantly pushed the book back a notch, and slid sideways off the stool, giving Quint a glimpse of her long hair fastened together at the nape of her neck with a tortoiseshell clasp. Under the glow of the fluorescent lights, it was the same shiny colour of a new penny. He didn't see anything to change his opinion when she approached his table, an attractive girl on the young side, not over seventeen. She placed a glass of water on the table and looked him in the eye, studying him with the idle curiosity of a local toward a stranger in town. For the first time, Quint noticed the unusual light brown colour of her eyes, neither hazel nor golden, but a startling tan. Would you like some coffee while you're looking over the menu? There was an automatic quality to the question that came from frequent usage. I'll take coffee and tonight's special. You mean the meatloaf? She gave him a look that clearly questioned his judgment. Bad choice. You can't pour enough ketchup on Tubbs Meatloaf to make it taste good. There wasn't a trace of malice or derision in her statement. On the contrary, it came across as a good-natured warning. Quint couldn't help smiling. What would you suggest, then? She responded with a wide-lipped smile of her own. The safest thing is a hamburger and fries. Sold. I'll be right back with your coffee, she said, and moved away from the table. When she returned... Quint used the opportunity to ask some questions, and pick up any information he could about the sea bar. 
Are there any job openings around here? Guy Chalmers is looking for someone to pump gas on the weekends. Even as she answered, her gaze was making an assessing study of him, exhibiting a maturity that went beyond seventeen. But I don't imagine you'd be interested in that kind of work. Not really. What about the sea bar? Somebody mentioned they were hiring. You're a cowboy, then. Something flickered in her expression that resembled disappointment. Is that bad? Quint countered, amused and curious at her reaction. No, it just didn't strike me as one, the girl admitted, while a skimming glance took new note of the hat, jeans, and cowboy boots he wore. After all, half the people in Texas wear boots and hats, but they aren't all cowboys.'